Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Use Guys in That podcast. I'm your host, Jay Colo, joined by fellow hosts Chris G., Randall, and Angel, who also operates our soundboard. You can get at us, patreon.com forward slash useguyspod. Email us at info at useguyspod.com and useguysinthat at gmail.com. Today is a bonus Sunday episode with a friend of the podcast. Uh, Mr. Jeremiah Harding is joining us again today. You can find him on Twitter, at InsanityIsFree, also JeremiahHarding.com. And he has a YouTube page where you can type in Jeremiah Talks, and you'll find his videos. Jeremiah, thank you very much for joining us again. Yeah, no problem. Uh, always happy to, to, to make another audience sad for another period of time. <laughs> <laughs> and we're happy to have you. Um, before we get started, I talked about this with the group uh, on our last podcast, and I wanted to get your take. If you have felt, I mean, I don't want to use the word uncomfortable, but that's at least how I felt, in, extremely uncomfortable on social media with the deification of Ruth Bader Ginsburg uh, and how the hero worship has really cranked up with people leaving flowers and all sorts of garbage on the steps of the uh, Supreme Court. And if you remember ever seeing any of this for a Supreme Court justice that most people couldn't mention what their most notable, I guess, cases have been in their lifetime. Uh, well, okay, so <clears throat> it's interesting that you should mention that because one of the interest, like one of the things I've noticed is that a lot of people will be upset because of what they're told a thing means rather than what they're, um, how it actually impacts them, how it affects them directly. In this particular case, um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, most people have no fucking clue. Um, about uh, anything involving her, they're just told in like Twitter trends, in Facebook, like news, blah blah, in you know whatever application they they get their their uh, news from that uh, that a legend for civil and women's rights has died, and that you know evil Trump is going to uh, is is going to fill that that seat with somebody who's evil. Um, and instead of looking into any of it, instead of like actually like having some sort of historical knowledge of who this person was and, you know, paying attention to all of the people in office so as to have a, a, like an authentic impression on a regular basis about all of these people, um, a lot of people will just like go with it. They'll say that the news said Donald Trump is going to appoint the new Supreme Court justice very bad for progress, uh, 
evil stuff is happening. Even though, of course, it, when she was in office um, and not dead, she fucking said specifically that uh, the 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 what was something to the effect of the president doesn't stop being president just because somebody dies or something like that. And she was talking about filling another seat and, and trying to say that that's the reason Obama should fill it. And so I don't think it matters, you know, like logically, but that doesn't stop these people from having very strong opinions about it. And it doesn't stop them from being massive fucking hypocrites because like th they'll say that, Oh yeah, you can't, <laughs> you can't, you can't mock uh, death. You can't treat it with any levity. You can't, you know, you're being awful and hostile and cruel about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. How dare you flowers at her funeral, blah, 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 national day of mourning. But then like, you know, uh, a week later when Ron Paul has a stroke, all those same people are mocking him. All those same people are saying, hope he dies. All those same people are, you know, like <laughs> in, in, like each other's rectums very deep about like how terrible he is. And so like, yeah, there's, there's something to be said for the hero worship aspect of it, but I think it's less that and more just sheepishness because I don't think these people even have her as a hero. I think these people just follow the herd. It's, you know, they, they mocked Trump for using the term herd mentality, but every single state is, um, to some extent has herd mentality unless they're, of course they're the ones in quote the right so i think i think it's just another one of those things where you know everybody wants to virtue signal everyone wants to act like they're on the right side of shit even when they're demonstrably not and even when this is the first time they've ever posted about her or regarding her you know and then all this panic sweeps up and the people who didn't even know about her um, but actually might genuinely care about the issues, um, start to to think that she was the only thing holding back the tide of a bunch of Nazi policies. And without her in, in, in the way, Trump is going to just run roughshod over the entire country. Like fucking Bill Maher the other day. I, I like a lot of what he has to say. I'm subscribed to him on YouTube, but he's a dumbass sometimes, especially about leftists. Um, and in this regard, he acted like um, the, the Supreme Court appointment was somehow like a dire act of hypocrisy of which the right was guilty and the left was not. When again, she, in her term, said the same thing that Republicans are saying now um, about the previous appointment. So why why did that change? Why is that suddenly different? Well... It's not. It's just not your guys doing it, so it's not okay. It's not convenient to them. Yeah. Right. Yeah, thus further exposing their hypocrisy. You know, it's funny. I, uh, My sister is a, uh, <laughs> I mentioned this before, she is a, a radical anarcho-feminist. And I couldn't believe that one of her uh, Instagram stories, she put up a rest in power for Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And I, and I wrote her and I was like, is this just because she's a woman? And uh, she writes me back. She goes, no, it's because she was a badass woman. I go, well, I think she's a cunt, along with the entire Supreme <laughs> Court. Um, I think that it's uh, funny that a lot of people forget to mention that 
she stood in the way. So the the, the DC versus Heller uh, uh, decision, which went five to four, she was in the dissenting opinion. So technically speaking, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg doesn't support a woman's right to have a firearm or recognize their uh, individual right to own a firearm for self-defense. So I find it uh, interesting how so many people who feel that they are on the uh, the, the tip of the spear for women's rights are cheering for a person who would rather you call the police after you get fucking raped and murdered. Um, I just, I find that really interesting. Well, and, and, you know, to further that particular point, the Supreme Court has repeatedly affirmed the fact that police have no legal obligation to protect the citizenry and uh that uh like essentially um the only thing they have to do is enforce the law if even that because qualified immunity um which means effectively that anything unethical that cops want to do they can get away with because of qi and while they're getting away with that they don't have to help you with anything unethical that's going on in your life because ultimately the police are there to be a brutal enforcement mechanism for the state. And this is what gives rise to the ability for the cops to be uh, disproportionately policing poor communities and uh, engaging things like the intelligence and prison industrial complexes respectively, along with a massive military industrial complex in policing themselves, which anybody who hasn't Reddit should read Radley Balco's um, Rise of the Warrior Cop. Um, yeah, we, yeah, we've all, well, I don't know about all, I know Jay and I have read it. I don't know if, Brian, did you read it? That's uh, on the list. <laughs> so, like, essentially, when people say that she was somehow a hero for civil rights, I believe she was presiding over um, the Supreme Court during the most recent decision in that regard. And either way, she did nothing to overturn it. So a very simple thing that she could have that she could have helped with in order to get the police more accountable to the people, she's not there for that. So who even is she there for? I mean, what power is she resting in? The power of the state? Because that's all of them. Why, why, why didn't you mourn Herman Cain that way? Why didn't you mourn Dick Cheney that way? Or, well, not Dick Cheney. Maybe Dick Cheney? I don't know. I forget who died of cancer. Um, but I think you Dick know, Cheney's still alive. Hold on. Yeah, not, I, not, it, it wasn't Dick Cheney. I'm I'm remembering the inc- McCain. That, yeah, that's John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, McCain. What one of the, one of them stupid neocon warmongers? Um, <laughs> right. What, what, with 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 one cancer or another, whether that cancer is actually like 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 oncology level or just the state. Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I. Uh, and see, that's the thing. I have no problem mocking a dead person. It doesn't matter to me, you know? My girlfriend and I were joking. That, oh, somebody else in government died. Whoa, this, uh, sounds good to me. Um, <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> so, like, I don't know that I care about any of this, and I pretty much assume that I don't. Um, the, the like, and, and the closest I got to caring when somebody died uh, well, got close to it, or maybe didn't even get close to it, because that's the thing. Everybody acted like he was already gone. Some people were already spreading somebody else named Ron Paul's obituary um, so that they could say R.I.P. Ron Paul as though he already died. Um, like, real scumbag shit. So a lot of people already 
like pronounced him dead. A lot of other people acted like he had lost all of his mental faculties already because of the, like the whatever. I believe it was a TIA. It, he when when you have um a full on like like major stroke, you like you don't keep energy that long. You don't keep upright. Like he he would have collapsed. We would have seen a collapse. You know. There's no way. He would have slumped over on the desk at the very fucking least. So it seems to me like a TIA, which is a mini stroke, which is something, you know, my grandmother had it older than he is, I think, right now. And she survived. So I don't, I, I, I don't, like, I immediately told people that it's probably a TIA. And then he was fine in the hospital later and tweeting. And so... I think I was probably right on that score and it was just a TIA transient ischemic attack. Um, but that was the closest I got to giving a shit about any sort of politician's plight. Uh, Cause he's not even a politician anymore. He's been out of the game for a long time and he's just been trying to spread the limited or no government message because he's been more and more sympathetic to anarchy the further away he got from the swamp. So effectively um, like he's the closest I got, but I still like, it's not like because of his, his, his dedication and service to the state, I would have cared. In fact, it's specifically the opposite in the fact that he was Dr. No and said no to everything that would make me give a shit. But ultimately even him, like I don't have any hero worship for Ron Paul either. And I'm willing to admit his flaws, like, you know, the fact that he, stole a website from people who were supporting him because IP or the fact that he shouldn't have hired other people to write his newsletters for him or the fact that he met with some unscrupulous people. Like there's still some things about him that are less than savory that, uh, that are worth discussion. Um, so, but, but like at least he had something going for him. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the closest she had was supporting uh, abortion rights uh which is is like a, a term i use loosely because like myself and multiple other women i know are all on the on team try really hard not to because it's bad for you to get abortions it's uh like the the, the chemicals that they use the uh the, the way that they scrape up uh, uh the, the parts out the, the like it's it's not it's not healthy um, and it causes problems long term. It's it should be a decision a decision treated with some gravity, you know. But people don't treat it with that gravity in terms of public discourse, and they act like a it's a right, and b if you don't think that uh, that anybody should be able to do it for any reason, you're a horrible monster. Well, I don't give a shit if I'm considered a horrible monster or not. I'll say try really hard not to because it's not good for literally anyone and uh <laughs> the best the best case uh scenario is if it would uh kill the mother to have the baby or severely damage her um or if uh she didn't choose to have the baby to begin with but even in the even in those cases like it should be treated with some seriousness not just like one of those things where all these women are dancing around acting like abortion is no big deal it's still a very serious medical procedure or it shouldn't be done. If if you're not treating it seriously, it's a fucking medical procedure. If you don't need a medical procedure, don't waste a doctor's fucking time. Um, 
But anyway, that's just me being a fucking flexing my weird, like, vestigial Christianity because I'm an atheist <laughs> at this point, but, like, I still have a lot of my old beliefs, so. Eh. <laughs> oh, that's all right, man. I, I, I respect your opinion. I wanted to ask you, too, uh, we had briefly uh, talked back and forth about the present and post-COVID uh, dystopia that uh, we, we are in and we're going to be facing here in the future, and I just wanted to get your take on the present and then uh, the future. All right, so... To be very specific, um, I told you so. Not you guys specifically, but all of the people who said that I was just an insane person with a blog. Um, I mean, you're not wrong, but at the same time, uh, <laughs> like, what what I was predicting was a massive database for um, COVID, uh, COVID patients and tested people, which is already happening. Like contact um, tracing kind of stuff. Yeah, and being directly tied to money too. Like, there's an app. I, f I forget what it's called, but it's it's an app that already exists to tie your finances to your COVID state. Um, and uh, the digital dollar, which is um a a way to uh, eliminate physical money and therefore privacy from transactions by putting everything on a uh, on a blockchain that's accessible by the state so that they can constantly track all your uh, purchases permanently. Um, and uh, the, uh, the, the facial recognition super state that I said was going to be used because of COVID is here now. It's here in fucking America, um, in Flint, Michigan. They're already using these, quote, RoboCop helmets, which have facial recognition in them and are used to automatically scan all information, including license plates, your face, etc., um, and send all that immediately back for a query, right? And it comes back, um, like, referencing your COVID status. Um, it also comes back with your criminal record, um, if you've got any outstanding warrants, and a bunch of other shit. Wow. So, like, I was right about that. And finally... I was also right about the fact that stimulus would be held over people's heads as a way to force compliance because the the, the more people comply the uh, the more like uh, prone lawmakers are well lawmakers more like edict writers um like the more prone they are to giving stimulus I have this thing um, where I've been watching public sentiment about the lockdown masks, etc., and gauging how willing they are to run a stimulus with like more twelve thousand, sorry, twelve hundred dollar checks, um, twelve thousand dollar checks. That'd be <laughs> fucking insane. Um, the entire economy would die immediately. Um, anyway, point is like w with these specific uh, checks, I've been watching like public sentiment. And you can gauge how willing they are to send people money by how ready the public is to accept their chains. Like the last time they sent money, it was after people had already been begging for relief um, and like knuckling under, accepting the new regulations, accepting the masks that they're using to train facial recognition to recognize you only by your eyes. Um, because that's already been done in China. China has perfect fa facial recognition now with like 99% accuracy. And it's because 
they've trained it to recognize only your eyes and only need your eyes. Um, so like they've got that accuracy over there. It's like pinpoint accuracy and they can constantly recognize you. Even if you change your outfit, even if you change your hair, even if like all this stuff, like it's basically designed to tighten the security net. So they needed that because they needed facial recognition cameras because they were going to use those in conjunction with COVID, quote unquote. And COVID, as I think maybe uh, multiple people here might be aware, um, isn't guaranteeably just a, 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 a bat thing. Like Patient Zero and many of the other uh, uh, people involved um, in the original spread of the, the illness, which, you know, apologies for giving your audience my gas there, but, you know, that needed to come out. <laughs> Bugging. The, 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 the original patients uh, relating to this pandemic were not in the market. They were not anywhere near the market. But they were within a progress route of the um, like the BSL four level lab that was in Wuhan. So like, yeah, a bat could have been released from there that was contaminated with a virus um, that, uh, that that people were engineering, um, or they could have simply engineered that virus and then released that virus itself or one of the many other things. And then like there's the other the, the other theory specifically that this this lab was uh being fraudulently run and one of the people there uh sold a a diseased bat to a food market somewhere, but it wasn't in Wuhan because the Hunan Prophet's beat market was not the patient zero area. So like the original story about bats was complete bullshit. It was one hundred percent false. Um and everybody knows it. Everybody knows it. That's why they're not saying it anymore. And that's why the bat narrative got to go away. So when you lose that initial bat narrative, it starts to be like, well, where did this come from then? Well, it clearly came from the people in charge because they had this BSL-4 level lab. They had the, uh, the, 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 the theft of biologically uh, contaminated material from Harvard, I think it was. Um, they had like... Uh, the 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 author of the U.S. Convention on Bioweapons saying saying directly that this seems like a bioweapon that it has all of the markers of a gain of function attack, and all of this was completely. It doesn't matter to the mainstream media. They don't give a shit. They don't. He has to go to alternative media sources. One of them, the the main ones he went to was in India, because. Nobody in the U.S. is willing to listen to U.S. experts who disagree with this mainstream narrative that is being used to control people. Why is that? Well, because it's being used to control people. And the whole point of it was to control people. It wasn't to control a virus. It wasn't to stop the spread. It wasn't to make the virus, you know, go away. It was always control, which is... Like why, even though many doctors are saying, hey, yeah, you know what? Uh, a, a high rate of asymptomatic infection is good for everyone. Um, so don't freak out because everybody is probably already infected and that's fine because most of us need to develop the antibodies for this thing to be weeded out. Um, that doesn't fucking matter. None of this matters because they want RoboCop helmets because they want their facial recognition super state, their contact-free dystopia where nobody has to touch anything because their face unlocks shit. They, they, that's what they want. So, 
Like they have that now. It's here. It's here. And I was right. And all the people who said I was crazy could go <laughs> fuck themselves with a shovel. Um, question, question, real quick. Um, so, talking about like the origin of everything, after a certain point, do you really think uh, how or why it happened really matters now because it is just kind of a control? Th- like, think about something like 9 11. It's like to this day, not everybody agrees on it, but regardless of what everybody thinks about it, they were still able to have the Patriot Act passed. They still got all of these new powers that they didn't previously have. So it's like, does it really matter how deep we dive into it? Because the outcome was still the same. Well, I mean, see, here's, here's the thing. First off, it matters in terms of guiding public discourse. It matters in terms of like, if, if you want to run a counter narrative to the mainstream, you need to be able to concretely prove that the mainstream is bullshit. So if um, if you can like poke holes in the narrative and get people thinking for themselves and get people to question that base of power, the reason that this power is allegedly like supposed to be able to do what it does, then that'll shake the foundations of the state in their mind. Like for me personally, I was a fascist in high school. It took me a while to admit that, but you know, basically like my, my idea was that the war on terror could be swiftly ended. If we, uh, gas, if we glassed Iran, if we just nuked Iran and made an example of them because they're central to the middle East, um, then it would be, you know, like the, the entire problem would be solved because nobody would fuck with us again. Nobody would fuck with anybody again after that because of mutually assured destruction. And because the knowledge would be that, um, that the U S has all of the force necessary to fuck you up. If, uh, if you should step out of line, I was advocating fascism. I supported Bush and said he did nothing wrong. Um, I, had uh, I, I had a whole bunch of neocon takes on how the police should intervene in poor communities and stop all this quote crime. Uh, I was very big pro borders, pro immigration, etc. Blah, or sorry, not pro anti immigration, etc. Blah, and um, you know I, I basically hated freedom under the guise of loving it. But uh, I started to look into libertarianism because of my mother, and. Uh, and so I like started down this rabbit hole of finding out all of this like like insane amount of information about all the fucked up things that the US government did and all governments in general. And it was wild. It was it was a downward spiral where, you know, my nightmares got worse and I, you know, I <laughs> I, I was starting to look over my shoulder everywhere I went and everybody was suspect and I thought somebody was watching me at all times. And, you know, it, it got real and healthy there for a decent chunk of time because all of my preconceived notions about the U.S. government, about the way uh, the state works in general, were starting to be shaken. And I don't know that everybody is going to respond well to that. But what I do know is it was necessary for me. It was necessary for me to see that the system as I saw it was a lie. Um, And one of the major things that started to push me toward anarchy was this video by a guy named James Corbett, which I'm sure you all are familiar with. 
um, he did this video called 9-11, A Conspiracy Theory. It's about five minutes of pure gold in terms of conspiracy because it detonates it out and no, well, whatever, fuck it, pun intended. It detonates <laughs> uh, the entire narrative. Um, like it talks about the, the explosions in the sub basement. It talks about the, uh, the fact that World Trade Center 7 already had collapse models and they already figured out how to collapse it in a sink with a few attacks on a few pillars. Um, it shows uh, like how the U.S. government had been drilling that day and also previously had already like, like created models for how to deal with a uh, World Trade Center tower collapse. Yeah. It, it, it showed how like the, the passport somehow survived, but this massive building didn't. And they uh, called it, it a failure of imagination when they were literally running the strategies <laughs> for how to do it. Right. Yeah, yeah, and, and it was like I don't think anybody could have conceived of flying planes into buildings. Um, so, <laughs> like, you know that the fact that there were budgetary reports in both the part of the Pentagon that got hit and the World Trade Center Seven building, um, and those budgetary reports were destroyed when this mm -hmm. happened, and those budgetary reports were about two point three trillion dollars that went missing, um, and all of this like could have gone directly into a CIA black budget because their black budgets and their black sites are all directly re related to things that like essentially they 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 needed to uh, to to hide from us because <laughs> the american people wouldn't like to know that their that their money is going directly to funding middle eastern terrorists a la um operation cyclone or like funding torture camps or funding secret experiments or funding more tunnels under more mountains. Uh, if you look into that, like the cost of our freedoms as we know them. <laughs> right. So that's the thing. If you can start poking holes in these mainstream narratives, that's what you get. You get this narrative that can no longer withstand the weight of the accusations um, necessary to perpetuate the system. So, that's what you do. You, you and that's that's the reason it matters. Whether that, then the simple answer and the very xenophobic answer is, Chinese man, stop eating bat. That's the. <laughs> so if if you get like past that xenophobic bullshit, if you start realizing that you know these are actual people with actual full lives, and maybe we shouldn't stereotype them and make it seem like it's all their fault. Then you ask, well, what could it have been if it's not Chinese man stop eating bat? Um, and if that's the case, you start looking at the BSL four level lab. You start asking why they got so much funding from first worlders. You start asking why uh, this lab that got funding was in the same territory that the virus had the initial radius from. You start asking why event 201 had just happened not too long before where the World Health Organization, hey, Bill Gates, isn't he behind ID2020 at least partially? Isn't he like rel regularly working with the Rockefellers who are also working with ID2020? Isn't all of this stuff directly related to vaccines and his Gavi Vaccine Alliance, which is also working with ID2020, a facial recognition ID? Hmm. It's almost like maybe they just wanted an excuse to facially recognize people. It's almost like they wanted an excuse to build a blockchain database, 
for the U.S. government's purposes so that we could all be uh, stuck on this permanent privacy-free loop of transactional um, transparency, right? Like, it's it's really, really sick. Uh, but most people don't give a shit. Most people don't give a shit because they believe the mainstream narrative. They say, Chinese men stop eating bat, and they think that's good enough because they're subconsciously racist cunt-ass assholes. And they don't give a <laughs> shit about their xenophobia. They don't give a shit about that in, in the Middle East, so why would they give a shit about that with China? It's just another country to shit on from a first-world perspective while being a massively unsuccessful first-world country at that. Like, that's what the U.S. does. That's what first-world countries do. They they ignore all of their flaws to say how great they are. They shit on like countries they view as lesser, and then they act superior while they increase their government, lose their freedom, and spiral into dystopia. It's what's been happening for the past 200 years, and it will keep happening as long as people don't look at these foundational problems in the official narratives. Because if they started to actually think about the truth, if they started to think, well, hey, if Epstein was directly affiliated with all these powerful people, why are we just hearing about Epstein? Wouldn't there be more than one Epstein? Wouldn't there be more than a few people involved in massive corruption schemes? Why aren't we hearing about all of them? Why aren't we hearing about the massive pedophile rings in the DOJ where child porn servers are being run? Literal child porn servers being run by Department of Justice staffers. Um, why aren't we hearing about the cops that collect evidence in the form of child porn files and then start their own servers? Why aren't we hearing about the, 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 the cops who diddle kids or the, the public school teachers or the bus drivers or all those other people who diddle kids? Why are we only hearing about the Vatican or Epstein or something like that? Well, because the narrative is that as long as we get a certain, like, like key actor out of the equation as long as we say that china is bad epstein is bad all these very isolated incidents are bad we can say hey we we dealt with epstein he's gone now he's gone now see we dealt with we we dealt with bin laden he's gone now even though we saw neither epstein nor bin laden's body mission accomplished <laughs> right so that's the thing like if you can start pushing people in the direction of these motherfuckers are lying to you. That's what you need to do. Because otherwise, their faith in the system is faith. It's blind. It's not going to be shaken unless you can prove that their God is lying to them. That's really well put. You have to prove that their God is lying to them. I, I think that's excellent. And that does an excellent segue into the next uh, thing that we wanted to talk about. Uh, we're discussing historical false flags. We kind of touched on it a little bit. But, um, you know, what are your, like, top, I guess, top five, maybe? Like, I'm thinking for myself, be Operation Northwoods, of course, the Gulf of Tonkin in, uh, incident. And, I mean, if we're going to go out the U.S., obviously the Reichstag fire. But mm -hmm. I just wanted to get your take on, uh, what I guess, what are your top five or top three, however you want, however many you want to talk about historical false oh. flags. All right. So, I mean, the first thing, like, if, if we want to talk Germany, um, this isn't necessarily a false flag, but it's along the same lines. Uh, people should look into the rum purge because essentially Ernst Rum was the leader of the left, uh, the left wing of the Nazi party. And uh, there was uh, a night called uh, 
the 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 night of the uh, of the long knives, yep. uh, the Nashvalniven, um, or Knaven, I think that's how you pronounce it. I don't know. My fucking Deutsch is a little bit rusty. He was the SA um, guy, correct? He was because uh, they were going to get rid of him, and then the SS were going to take over. Yeah. So they needed to get to a, an excuse for the shits for the Schutzstaffel to take over. I think that's what it was called. Um, and so they they purged the left wing. Um, because the left wing was only there to engender populist support from leftists. That was it. Then once they got in, they, they like Hitler got to flex his right wing beliefs, which he was completely right wing. Um, and so like, that's the, that's the kind of thing I'm talking about is trying to lie to get power no matter what. And then sort of like destroying anybody who's in your way. Well, with false flags, it's similar. Um, the U S for instance, <clears throat> packing a passenger liner with a bunch of valuables and explosives and also a bunch of passengers and then sending it off into, into uh, hostile waters intentionally. That's the Lusitania. The Lusitania. Um, yeah. and, and, and that was used as the impetus for world war one, uh, at least U S involvement. Um, knowing that the attack was coming on Pearl Harbor and then letting it happen. Um, even though you decoded purple, even though you knew everything was already happening, even though you already had all the information and all you needed to do was send some memos out, hey, uh, Pearl Harbor could use some more ships. It could use a lot more ships. Why don't we, in fact, station the Pacific Fleet there and, uh, you know, wait for it to get attacked? That way we can enter the war because of a day of infamy. And it doesn't matter how racist we are. It doesn't matter how fascist our, po our propaganda is. It doesn't matter that the country was founded on slavery or that black people still don't have equal rights. None of that matters. It, it, it doesn't matter that we put Japanese people in internment camps. It doesn't matter that we have massive civil rights flaws here. It doesn't matter that, uh, that women are still second-class citizens. None of that matters. We're not fascist. We promise. Oh, by the way, the IQ system... Uh, that 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 was used as the basis for much of German eugenics. Uh, that was that was American, and so were a lot of indoctrination techniques, and so were a lot of the ways that Americans suggested dealing with minorities. Um, Hitler really admired the USA, and oh, all these American businesses that did business with Hitler, um, Prescott Bush and Dyson Krupp. Um, all of that, no, none of that matters. World War II was um, a, a few bad countries being bad, and then the U.S. stopping them from being bad. And if you criticize that, you're a bad guy too. Yeah. Um, Excellent. Holy shit. <laughs> I, I've looked into this a little bit too much. No, um, that's okay. No, that's it's excellent. So, yeah, it's man. <laughs> so there's that element of it. Then there's Operation Cyclone. Which was a a like a decade plus experiment in the U <laughs> in the U.S. funding, arming, and training the Mujahideen in the Middle East to create the basis for every major terror threat that has come since, and that like that is ignored. It's ignored because if you start to talk about the fact that Bin Laden, who was Tim Osman, um, uh, you know, a top CIA asset, as reported by many newspapers. Um, if, if, if you stop thinking about it for too long, you can think, hey, the U.S. government did a really good thing with that raid in Abbottabad. Um, 
and and we totally got him. It's not like we were actually just sanitizing an asset and giving him a, an excuse to have a, a new life somewhere else with facial reconstruction surgery. Nah, we we just we killed him. We threw him in the ocean. Don't look at the fact that in that that in uh, Operation Cyclone we funded his camp in cost. If if you look into it, Bin Laden's camp in cost was funded by the U.S. government. The people he trained, who would later go on to hijack planes and fly them into buildings, despite dancing Israelis there. Um, you know, this person uh, is funded and trained by the U.S. government. Funded Russia bad, man. Because Russia bad. <laughs> because that's the thing. Like, Operation Cyclone was, was Bin Laden. It also allowed for the rise of Al-Qaeda, Al-Nusra, ISIL, ISIS. Every single major terror threat we face today, we, U.S. government, face funds, arms, and trains still so that they have dummies to knock down for profit in the Middle East while being regional footholds for major corporations and oil drilling operations, along with the extraction of precious metals and other resources from the ground and the like establishment of cobalt mines, because even though it's terrible for the local environment, even though it's child labor, let's keep that going because we want smaller phones. Um, so like all this stuff adds up. Um, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that the, the big new Brzezinski, um, had, had zero problem with like saying Allah is with you. Allah's on your side, even though he, he was like, to my knowledge, a devout atheist, it didn't matter. None of that mattered because what mattered was money. What mattered was power. What mattered was regional influence. What mattered was catering to the interests of China, who is like a, a key holder of U.S. debt, because let it not be forgotten that Chinese opium is huge and it needs a place to grow. And Afghanistan grows really good opium. Let it not be forgotten that like a decent amount of mines and oil oil fields were like Chinese controlled and the, the U.S. government is, is is guarding China's oil fields. Let it not be forgotten that the U.S. government is in huge amounts of debt to a lot of countries, including China, so it has to do things for them. Let it not be forgotten that one of the chief, chief regional footholds in the region is Israel, who helps in exchange for a massive amount of favors train U.S. troops and cops to be U.S. government goons. Let it not be forgotten that there are a huge amount of assets over there that are a huge amount of problems for a huge amount of people, but the U.S. government doesn't consider them terror threats because they're on our side. Because when, when you bomb civilians in Yemen because you're Saudi Arabia, you're on our side. That's why Saudi Arabia gets to keep buying U.S. weapons and why the U.S. hasn't cut them off and put sanctions on them like they do for the evil Chinese is because those people are with us. So it's it's when you start realizing all these false flags, when you start realizing that, you know, Abraham Lincoln didn't really abolish slavery. He created the prison industrial complex by having the criminal clause in the 13th Amendment. He created a new slave class that could include all of us. Classic um, misdirection. Right. When you start recognizing that none of these fucking people are on your side, it can get you angry enough to actually do something about it. But if you're on your own, that's basically like, what's the point? <laughs> because they yeah. can dispose of you so easily. And then they yeah. make an example out of you and then everybody else kind of loses momentum because they're like, oh, fuck, I don't <laughs> want to be that guy. But it's like 
everyone it's like if everyone did it all at the same time they wouldn't be able to stop it but it's like what how do you get that to actually happen and it's like looking at all the events that like i guess it's kind of weird now that it's like what like i got to see george floyd happen on video or i got to hear about brianna taylor or duncan lemp and it's like this seems on par with like what was happening in the 90s with like rodney king or what like maybe i can't remember what year exactly that was but i wasn't alive for it i don't think or definitely don't remember but yes it was like, prior to your date of birth okay but it's like i wondered what it must have been for people to see that back then and it's like if that wasn't enough to bring about crazy amounts of change like what kelly the fuck thomas is happening. but now it's like yeah. i'm watching it happen in front of me and i'm like oh fuck it's like how everybody thinks back they're like oh if the holocaust were happening around me i wouldn't have let that happen but it's like they're like how did all of germany let that fucking happen but it's like dude we're watching it right now like, like you bitch, you would have posted everywhere. that on tiktok <laughs> <laughs> and to be fair if ever, uh i don't know if i'm showing my age i guess uh when i remember the boot licking that was taking place uh after rodney was fucking beaten almost to death the bootlicker brigade and it's much larger it was much larger then than it is now i mean i i will say that we've made at least a little bit of progress in that direction the slight amount of progress but back then when i was a kid i remember everybody coming out and saying well you didn't get to see what happened before they started recording and then when <laughs> oh yeah that, that's what people said that's what people said. You no, they're you don't still know what saying happened. it. They're still yeah, saying it. That's what I'm saying. They're still saying it. Or they're like, oh, George Floyd did drugs or something. So it's like, does it really matter? Yeah. It's like they find any way yeah, to yeah. Like, sure. qualify it and make him look like sure. a bad person. And I'm like, I don't care what he did before that. That's not how, like, that's right. not due process. But the difference now is there are so many of us with 1080 capability in our pockets walking around that all those angles event. Remember? Because they kept trying to change the story with poor George. And they're like, well, he was resisting. He was doing this. He was doing that. And it's like, well, that's all bullshit because we have multiple angles to show that you were a fucking liar. There they was been already. There was no other angle for Rodney King. There was just one fucking guy with a video with a camcorder that probably weighed as much as a bazooka. You know yeah. what I mean? But if you think about it, though, it's like how much did it like? Yeah, we have all that technology now, but it's like we're still having the same arguments. It's like, would it have really made a difference? It's like you have a few new points here and there, but ultimately it still evens out. I think so I was going to say, sadly enough, for a lot of people, no, it still wouldn't make a difference. They, they'd still lick that boot. They want to believe it. So I think it's like part of them knows, but it's like if I change my mind at this point, it's like I just wasted how much of my life. And it's like I don't want to admit that no matter how – much i actually believe it that's that's a really good point because people become invested in their bad ideas exactly it's in it you've invested that's the perfect way to put it Mm -hmm. right well and and see that's the thing like when when you people get entrenched people have entire arcing narratives built on their understanding of things and when when you pick at that narrative it kicks the stool out of a bunch of other narratives if there is if if there is no real war on terror then you know the fact that we're still in the middle east is a problem even trump has on his shoulders if there is uh if, if there are no anarchist jurisdictions trump might be a liar if um if like the the police brutality situation is still bad um, then maybe Trump isn't really doing too well for police brutality and isn't draining the swamp either because the swamp 
includes local people who are corrupt on a local level. Um, it, it like all these little things, like the um, sheer amount of white nationalism that happens around the Trump administration, the the fascism that he in, in, engages in, not only uh, in general but also in response to COVID, where he treated as a war on COVID, and where the Pentagon got most of the COVID funding, yeah. um, which I fucking told people would happen, but nobody believed me because I'm spooky and crazy. But um, once you start asking questions, it just leads to more and more questions, and it starts with right. something small, but then you start questioning the in reality in general. And it's like, I think that's a lot. And it's like some people, like, they know they should be doing that, but it's like they don't want to because it's scary because it's like, what if everything I've been living is a lie? And it's like, right. that's terrifying. Yeah. Far outside right. of their comfort zone. Well, right. So if you, if you start to pick away at those things, Trump looks like a tyrant. He looks like a petty dictator in an office with too much power. <laughs> Same thing. If you start to look at the fact that, you know, oh, these, these liberals, these progressives, they voted in Obama who repackaged Romney care and sold it as Obamacare, uh, who who still kept on with the neocon wars in the Middle East and became the drone king, empowering Raytheon, Lockheed Martin, and Northrop Grumman to be the terrible, terrible people that they are, including Boeing as well. By the way, Boeing saw huge gains under Obama. Um, and, like, <laughs> he, he did all of this while presiding over an extremely bad crash um, and then bailing out the banks and the corporations before any of us. He did all of this while while being the first president to openly assassinate American citizens, Abdul Rahman and Anwar al-Awlaki. Yep. Um, he did all of this while presiding over many, many cases of police brutality. You know, Philando Castile, John Crawford, Eric Garner... Um, Fucking Daniel Shaver crawling on his knees, begging for the for for his life. Yep. Um, <laughs> Obama got to proceed over all of that. Obama got to be uh, a neocon dictator in liberal and uh, African American skin, and that made it okay. It made it all okay. All the same stuff that they would have complained about under Bush. They took a vacation during the Obama administration. All those anti-war <laughs> bans, all those anti-fascist, anti-corporate yeah, corruption exactly. bans. They the, they didn't make any albums. No, no. Suddenly we have a vacation. <laughs> right. It was, it was like I was talking earlier in Snapchat. I was saying like Obama was just like blackface Bush. That, that's all it was. Yes. Yeah. He's he, like, and and I I've made the 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 joke multiple times that politicians don't change. They just get reskinned. New DLC. That's it. <laughs> he was a beautiful speaker, though, relative to the people around him. And I think that was what was so reassuring to everybody. It's like it didn't even really matter what he was saying. It's like you just felt good hearing it. You know, kind of. But that's part of the thing with Bush is that he, like people gave him shit because he made some verbal blunders occasionally. But at the same time, the rest of the time, he was basically just charismatic. That's the reason he made verbal blunders, because as somebody trying to give off the, uh, the 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 face of an affable politician, it makes sense to make some mistakes here and there. So show your humanity. Yeah, so that people say you're stupid and people don't pay attention to how smart you are. So Bush was a great example of somebody who had people by the emotional balls in the same way. 
they just also then said that Obama was uh, uh, the the opposite people. The, the, the well, the liberals, not really the opposite, because uh, they're all, they're all essentially the same team. But they 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 were like, oh yeah, like Obama's such a good speaker. Bush was an idiot. Well, was he? Because he had enough charisma to get people laughing regularly. He had he had enough charisma to get people on his side. Obama hung out with Bush and called Bush a friend. They're all friends. It's all a big network of friends. They all know each other. They're all equally on the same footing, and they're all relatively similar, um, including in terms of oration capability. So, like, Bush wasn't actually that much worse a public speaker, and in fact, he played his cards incredibly well um, because the whole point of Bush is that he's just your, your, your average Texas man. He's from Texas, and he... Uh, he, he's here to make things better for you. He's a, he's here to get on your side and make things better for you. He's here to decide. He's the decider, and he decides. Uh, he, he's, he's here to make sure that your life does not change for the worse because of all of these destructive policies of the left and these criminals. He's here to make sure that all these things are done according to plan and that his father's new world order is still impressed upon the people. But he does it with this with this folksy kind of Texas accent and he's he's very okay with people he's okay he's okay he's just bush he can't do no harm he's just he's a approachable. Monkey. yeah yeah he's affable yeah and uh he also got C's in college which made him more uh closer to maybe every person as opposed to someone like Barack who or even uh even uh, Bill Clinton was a Rhodes scholar if I'm not mistaken so mm-hmm. you know he makes you a little bit more it's a little bit more relatable to get C's in college for a lot of people I mean present company excluded nonetheless um I, <laughs> I, I hey listen man I, a lot of people can look at somebody and say hey you were kind of like the disgruntled one in college that didn't buy the bullshit if you could say you got C's and really didn't give a fuck I guess I, I don't know worked um, hard enough to pass and then just skated on yeah C's get degrees remember people said yeah. that I remember that when he was that was the first time I heard the most important election of my lifetime was in 2000 <laughs> <laughs> him him and Al Gore are higher every time they have never been here higher. we are here we are in the same fucking shit show yeah yeah so but see that's the thing though like um Bush was highly connected um he failed a lot but he also succeeded a lot, and he was also born to wealth. Remind you of anyone? Maybe a guy <laughs> that people call Orange? Yeah. You know? Yeah. The Republicans always have to be that guy. They have to be the, the calm guy. The calm guy that can shake your hand and tell you everything is going to be all right. That's my Reagan. Um, That's a pretty good one. You know, or, or, or they have to be like, you know, I, I, I'm the strong person, and I'm here to, to tell you that Unless we get these communists out of here, we will never see peace. That's uh, that's my Nixon. So, you know, like, it, it, they've always got to be the affable version. And then the progressive has to come in and inflict a bunch of neo... See, that's the thing. It's a, it's a, it's a constant two-step march between neoliberals and neoconservatives, all advancing both the global neoconservative and neoliberal agendas, respectively, during their time in office. And it all basically um, inflicts the same center-right policies that have been going on for a long time, with tinges of whatever uh, ultra-authoritarian leftism and rightism that they can throw in without getting the people too upset to you know continue maintaining the status quo and calling anybody against it a traitor so 
that's what happens. You get these this 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 two-step goose stepping of like mass government and uh and it's all like, you know, affable Republican one moment, hard-nosed progressive the next who's going to who's going to liberalize everything and fight for your rights and then hard-nosed uh, 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 sorry, not hard-nosed, uh, fucking affable Republican the next who's here to protect your faith and your family and your tradition and it's all right. Nothing's going to be too different. And then we get a leftist who's like, oh, yeah, everything's going to change now. But the only real change that happens is the slow march of the state. That's that's all that happens. And it happens really, really regularly because people allow it to and because they think it's so different when their guy's in charge, despite no evidence thereof. <laughs> yeah, well said. I, I agree. completely. I do have a question and it kind of goes along with this, but not really. Um do you actually think that um, the votes, people voting, they they they're actually no. counted? Like, or is it just some sort of like they decide? Well, we're just going to put this person in office because it seems like more people like him. Like, based upon uh, I don't know popularity. Do you think they use the votes at all? Like, how how do you think that process actually works? Voting is a way to gauge public opinion so that you can manipulate things adequately once your public uh, once your puppet is installed. Okay. So, if effectively it doesn't matter who votes for who, um, because the the two status quo politicians, um, both know who's going to get in. That's the reason all these Democrats had to endorse Biden after saying how terrible he was for like months, um. You know, they they all know who's going to get in. They all know that uh, that Trump is the evil villain that they've made and that he's going to get another four years. They all know that because that's the way the system works. That's the way it runs. Um, so what what it is, is it it serves three main purposes. First off, it lets the uh, it lets them know what the public thinks of certain policies so that they can know how to package them appropriately to reduce dissent. Um it lets them know uh, who the the public might like to see next, what they liked about that person, so that they can package the next guy after Trump's next four years to be the best potential package uh, for lowest possibility of revolt. And they do it so that uh, when they have those numbers, they can explain away the fact that this pre-selected candidate was already pretty much uh, gamed by the Electoral College and uh, and it doesn't matter what the actual popular vote is, what most people want, or even if most people voted at all, because most people, if if popular vote won, we wouldn't have a president right now. Um, they they do all of that um, in order to inflict upon the, the 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 people the least revolt prone format for politics. They they, they it's 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 like uh, Nielsen ratings. If you're doing a TV show and your show does well when you add a certain character or element, you might keep that character or element in in order to keep your show doing well. Uh, it's it's exactly like that, only it's on a massive scale. Like it's it's no wonder that uh, the Bilderberg Group includes the same uh, conglomerates comprised of the primary five media corporations um, that now own all main media companies. Um, and therefore trickle down all culture and news from a very heavily filtered corporate and government lens. Um, it's, it's, it's no secret that these people uh, have figured out how people tick. 
they've been watching people watch TV. They've been seeing how they re respond to stimuli. And it's a mass programming um, experiment where they get feedback from people, people answering surveys for money and not asking, hey, why am I getting paid to give my opinion? Um, people, you know, doing Nielsen polls, people doing census, people constantly giving the government all their information in the form of cookies that track them and send their data directly to the state. I mean, when I wrote an article on Facebook and the fact that Facebook is not a private company because they've censored my outlet, Agoras Nexus, um, the outlet I write for, uh, feel free to support what I do if you want to. I have links in my Twitter. Um, when they censored that outlet, right, the Agoras Nexus um, uh, page was removed and the founder of Agoras Nexus was banned from Facebook entirely. Um, they, they, they did that in order to control the message. But I also wrote an article directly back about them and, and about the fact that Facebook was heavily funded by the CIA and is heavily staffed by uh, ex-government employees um, and is like essentially a propaganda outlet which serves the interests of the Atlantic Council. Um, and all of this stuff combines in order to create the extreme uh, propaganda and control mechanism that is Facebook um, and also the other major social media co uh, companies, but Facebook specifically. And because it's so comprehensive, the CIA actually used it as a component to their, their spying programs. And it was shown in Vault 7 leaks. It was shown in the leaks that Snowden put out about uh, both Vault 7 and his original leaks that Facebook was a key point in their data mining because Palantir, a Peter Thiel-funded organization, um, was like very heavily invested in getting technology that they could use uh, to access people's readily provided information at a, at a glance. That's what it was all for. It was all so that they could have a database that people voluntarily built from the ground fucking up um, so that they could, you know, manipulate public opinion, so that they could track you, so that they could force you to do what they wanted you to do because they know how you tick. And that's just Facebook. The rest of the system operates exactly the same way. So to me, there's no reason to assume that uh, that any of this is real. And there's plenty of reason to assume that they're running a giant fucking reality show and the poll results are effectively just to see who might get voted off the island to make the plot seem believable. I think that's excellent. Uh, and, you know, that segues really well into the uh, the next thing I wanted to talk to you about, specifically dealing with social media censorship and alternatives. We got our first taste of it, Jeremiah. We got. Uh, oh, you did? Yeah, we did. We got uh, yeah. our video. We, we had Aaron from... Uh, from uh, the Fagcast, come on and talk to us. I know that you had a done a podcast with him recently, and uh, we were reminiscing on 9/11, and we went through the top conspiracy theories. And we, I'm pretty sure we got booed. We, first of all, I got an email that it was hate speech, that we we had hate speech in our podcast, and, and we and <laughs> I'm like, I wrote them and I appealed it, and I'm like, I don't understand, you know, what, what exact they wouldn't address what part of our show was hate speech and we just went through all of the conspiracy theories and i'm pretty sure it's about the one about the jews because i i, I dismissed it and uh, we're on bit shoot now so i don't if they yeah, want to like, ban so it now this episode won't be uploaded to youtube <laughs> 
but <laughs> seriously, like I couldn't figure out which one it was. Like I, I, well, I also, by the way, join Elberry if you if if you can. Like, uh, if even if you need to chop up episodes in order to fit under an hour, join Elberry because then you can get paid for uploading your content. Elberry and various other blockchain uh, systems will pay you for for your content. Excellent. Thank you for the suggestion. We'll hey, we'll, we'll take awesome care of that. Yeah. But that was our first taste. I couldn't figure it out, and I think that's why. And we were just reading conspiracy theories about 9-11 and critiquing how some of them are kind of ridiculous. And without any explanation, they were just like, your video's been pulled. You can appeal it. I appealed it. They still told me to go fuck myself, that it's not going to be back up there. So that uh, it's great that we uh, got a, a segued right into that. So... Uh, do you like you mentioned already an alternative? Uh, do you have any other alternatives to this? Uh, how you can fight social media censorship? If there's a way to cloak what you're saying? If we have to develop our own code? You know stuff like that. All right. Well, after I swallow that half caffeine pill there, because I'm not <laughs> I'm not energetic enough. Um, so the the like my first advice: centralization is bad. If anybody wants to know what I think about this, I wrote an article, a, a companion piece to my, you know, basically, fuck you, Facebook, this is war article um, on agorisnexus.com. Uh, and the uh, the article that I wrote as a companion piece to that, the first one was Facebook is not, is not a private company. Um, and it was proof, essentially, that Facebook was designed by the government to be a uh, an apparatus for social control and tracking um a giant data mining blah 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 um i already went all, over all that but the second piece was a companion piece to that and uh it, it went over how there are many alternatives to facebook which people should uh, should take advantage of uh so like the the pri uh, if anybody wants to read that it's facebook is failbook um, you can just look up that on Google and you'll probably find it. Um, if And if you need any further assistance, just add the word Jeremiah to it because I rank well in Google for some reason, which I still don't know. I'm waiting to be censored any day now. I'm waiting for everybody to ban me and unperson me because I said something inconvenient, but it hasn't happened yet. I'm My Twitter account is almost 12 years old, which is fucking strange to me. Every, every day I wake up not banned. It's weird. Anyway, uh the the point is centralization is bad like if you want elaboration my article says why but you want it to be as decentralized as possible so uh if you want to be completely uncensorable my number one piece of advice to you is either federation um interplanetary file system or some other uh, mass sharing protocol including torrents are good um and so is uh, the blockchain. The blockchain, to me, is your best bet. If you want um, the easiest route uh, to getting your stuff uncensorable, put it on Elberry, um, put it on Steemit through, like, you know, Hive or whatever you want to do. I, I don't know. Hive is the biggest right now for some fucking reason that I'm still not 100% sure about. I think it's probably because it's relatively new and because since it's a new fork, you can get, like... Um, uh, you can get on a, a trend before it builds and maybe cash in a lot. I don't know. I I haven't uploaded to Hive, so I probably should do that in order to avoid being a hypocrite. But 
essentially, uh, you know, that uh, Elberry um, and, and post it to the blockchain social networks in the form of uh, like the, the two main ones that I like are commune and um, I think that's how you pronounce it too. Um, commune, uh, which I have an invite link on my Twitter and PocketNet. So if you post to those two social networks, uh, your stuff will be immediately on the blockchain for free. And if you want a, um, a marginally faster blockchain to post to, uh, you can also try Twitch, which operates on uh, Bitcoin Satoshi Vision, which, yes, that is a shit coin. But I trade it for assets that aren't shit coin when I get them. So that's, uh, that, that's how I'm running that particular part of the operation. Um, but generally speaking, find a blockchain because what the blockchain is, for those of you who don't know, is a distributed ledger of transactions and information and data in general. And because so many people have copies of this information and it's constantly being updated and synced between devices, um, it's uncensorable. It's an immutable record. Once you write something there, once you upload a file there, it can't be stopped. Same with interplanetary file systems. Same with when they eventually get it going, the BitTorrent file system. Same with um, like uh, all, like a bunch of different sorts of decentralized messaging techniques. Um, like slightly less good because it you your 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 pod can be blocked or your node in general. Uh, what, whatever you call it, your instance is what is what they typically call them. Um, similar to this is Mastodon. GNU social, um, all like, even though I hate it and uh, and and think that uh, that they handled a lot poorly, Gab, um, all these federated systems where there are decentralized platforms, um, for you know starting your own whole website if you want to, um, that sort of thing is what is 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 what I'm talking about. So like, um. If you find yourself losing viewers, if you find yourself being censored, a lot of people have lately. Facebook did another purge recently and took out a lot of people, in, in, including the editor to the page. But he wasn't the only one. Um, and and you know there were there were hundreds of other people uh, in the libertarian, like you know anti anti mainstream sphere who also got censored. Uh, same with Discord, who banned me for going against pedophiles not too long ago. Um, they they sent the same copy and paste lying message to a ton of libertarians I know who didn't do the, you know, uh, attacking other communities, har harassing, blah, 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 violence, threats, intimidation, blah, blah. We didn't do any of that. Um, and like I, I specifically didn't and I was banned. They didn't do any of that. Um, all they did was jokes and that sort of thing. And some of them didn't even use Discord. They were just banned because Discord was in a lying mood, so they lied about everyone all at once. Nick Irwin of Beyond the Ballot, which used to be the enemy of this day's dang pod stash, uh, he had, um, w like, uh, his Discord's nuked, he was banned from Discord, and all of that, and he barely ever went on. Um, so, you know get on like chat services that aren't like that get on services that don't censor you get on services that aren't run by massive statists or in this case furry pedophiles because like 
let, let me be real clear and extremely specific. All these centralized platforms, they are run by evil people for evil purposes. And like the more centralized something is, the less likely they are to respect your freedom. Like the closest to a central alternative to other things that I recommend on a regular basis is uh, Keybase, which is a centralized service, but they're end-to-end -end encrypted. So it's not like they can even read your messages, much less be upset at you for what you said. So um, like find, find alternatives that aren't centralized. Find alternatives that respect your privacy. Find alternatives that aren't here to be a government mouthpieces. That's what you need to do. Because if I understand it correctly, your, your video was censored on YouTube? Yes. Well, YouTube is run by Google, who's a heavily CIA-influenced organization, who also took DARPA money, who is massively involved in, um, in, in mass surveillance and the artificial intelligence projects which form the backbone of the facial recognition superstate. Um, they're very involved in all of that, and they, they're very interested in informational indexing, uh, removing your ability to, uh, to, to, to self-censor, removing your privacy, all of that stuff. Um, so they were bound to censor you about something eventually anyway, and this was just them, like, protracting the inevitable, right? Right. Um, so, like, the general thing is find less censored platforms for video uh, Elberry does up to an hour of content uh, at a certain file size, and they're on the blockchain. So once your video is out there, it's permanent, and nobody can stop you. Same with uh, Steam. Uh, sorry, Steamit. Only um, I don't think they have any video size limits, if I remember correctly, for their for their video sharing platforms. So you could just upload it there. Um, you know. BitChute is kind of okay, but it's also centralized, so if they ever decide to make a rule against libertarians, they could do that. If they ever just wanted to fucking go full fash, right? They right. could do that, and you can do shit about it, right? Oh, yeah. So so the general the general notion is, like, Elberry, um, if, if for, for your specific purposes, Elberry, uh, uh, Steam it, and also upload this uh, sorry send send the link to your content on the social network forums like um like commune and pocketnet so that they're there forever those are four blockchain services which means that nobody can silence you if you put your stuff there they can't do shit to you because you put it somewhere where they can't remove it they can't take it off they can't audit everybody's computer remove that file specifically from the blockchain and then, like, you know, release it back out into the wild. That, that's not how the blockchain works. It's permanent. So, like, find permanent ways to deal with things. Because the impermanence is directly the result of centralization. 100%. And without that centralization, they lose control. That's the reason they don't like anarchy. That's the reason they don't like libertarianism. Because libertarianism and anarchy are decentralization efforts. They're taking that monopoly on power and saying, hey, you know what? You don't get that. You don't get to have that anymore. And that's why the state hates us, because we're threatening their monopoly. We're threatening their centralization. Well, if you want to get freedom in the digital space, you know, not in meat space, but in the digital space, you need to do the same thing. This rule applies to both meat space and the net. It, it, it applies to anyone who wants freedom. Reduce centralization. That's your number one goal.
Outstanding. Uh, we appreciate that information. We're gonna we're gonna get on it straight away. And yes, I'm gonna have to self censor and not say the J word, even though like this is not an, well, an no, anti Semitic I mean, I show, think man. That we're just gonna not upload certain episodes like to YouTube. Get, you know, because I mean, like if you want to reach other people on YouTube, like eventually they'll just ban us, like you know Jeremiah is saying. But yep. I think that certain episodes we just don't upload. Um, make note well, of it. Or you could just make a censor beep. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. I'm, I mean, I, I mean, I'm serious. That's what yeah. Unshackled Liberty does. Unshackled Liberty, um, with Q abolitionists and Crypto Gumbo. I've been on there three times now, I think, three or four. Um, but they 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 run a Christian show, and they want people to be able to listen to this in their car. They want people to be able to, uh, like listen to this in a in a in their family home. So they censor a certain a certain foul language. They just beep. So if you wanted to upload this to YouTube, but that was surely without get like getting flagged for hate speech, you know, because <laughs> you have a notorious furry Nazi on right now. So oh, um, yeah. I like, knew it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if you wanted to avoid that, you could just beep certain words if you wanted to make absolutely sure. Outstanding. Yeah, we're going to we're going to take care of that. That's an excellent suggestion. Uh that covers the topics that we had uh, for today. I'll open it up to the floor if Chris or Randall or Angel has anything before we uh, say goodbye. Um, I just wanted to thank Jeremiah for coming on again and that explanation about you know how voting works and what the government does in order to further pursue their agendas. Um, you know, was really it was a really good explanation, and I just appreciated you taking the time to answer that for me. Oh, well, no, no problem. I mean, because that's the thing. I suck at brevity. If I can talk for a while, then then I'm happy to do so. Not I, uh, a, yeah, not a problem for us. Go ahead, Randall. Sorry. Oh, I was just thinking uh, we talked we touched some on COVID like we ta uh, said we would. But I'm interested to hear people's opinions on like because we did say post COVID. But it's like, do we really think that's going to happen? Or like, how long are we going to be running around in masks? How long uh, like if ever will things or will it take for things to return to normal? Because I, I was talking to somebody just like uh, over breakfast and their whole, they brought up an interesting point about it. And they're like, think about all the people that are like preschool age or kindergarten age. And they're going to school for the first time ever right now. They don't have any other experience. This is what they know as normal. And then depending on how long this goes for, it can be kind of dangerous because if one day, we do try to go back to the way things were before you have all these people that were now conditioned thinking this is normal and they might even like resist whatever that transition is. And then if you think about stuff like that lasting, like for uh, like a generation, basically you've got an entire generation of people that grew up thinking this is okay. And it's like, there's resistance to going any other way. And then that's just a platform where they can launch further grasp at control uh, onto everybody. Well, see, here's the thing with that. Um, the masks are a means to an end. They're they're programming the facial recognition technology to recognize you with a mask on. That's the point of the mask. That's it. So if, like, they get a critical mass of the population on board with that, then they have all they need in that regard, and then they can shut it down, right? So for now... They still have the mask policies because they're still programming it. Um, they're still getting a decent chunk of people on board. Once that's not the case, 
um, once they only have a few stragglers left over, then they've got their facial recognition. Then they can inflict their conflict-free, er, sorry, their contact-free dystopia. Um, then they can put their facial recognition technology everywhere. But right now, facial recognition is even being banned in some places uh, because they they have to make it seem as though there's some resistance that you can do from a legal level because the system still has to be legitimate. So they're still training people. They're still training the algorithms. They're still making sure that people will accept the post-COVID dystopia that's coming. And then after all of that is said and done, then they can say that the virus is gone despite it having a cripplingly low fatality rate. Um, and they can, they can claim that it was totally acceptable and 100% within reasonable limits that all these draconian measures took place. Um, and they can do that all because they got what they wanted and nothing else is required. You know? so do you th- oh, sorry. So do you think, like, timeline-wise, it'll all kind of coincide, like, the time that we either get a vaccine or reach herd immunity will kind of coincide with when all this technology gets all the kinks ironed out and is set up? Or do you think they'll try to space it out some to kind of prevent us thinking or, like, catching on to anything like that? Oh, well, the people who would catch on have already caught on. That's part of the thing. They don't need to space it out. It'll come out at relatively similar times because it doesn't matter that I'm right. It doesn't matter that I've been proven right about literally everything I said um, and the, the fact that there's a bill that's mostly approved at this point for the Digital Dollar Project. It doesn't matter. None of it matters. They so don't the damage is it. done. Yeah. So once they finally start to actually enact these policies, they've already got everything they need. So they don't need to space it out, and it, it will it will kind of all come at once. Um, people take off their masks. The cameras will be able to see them. Their gates will have been analyzed along with their eyes so that they can get eyes uh, as the, the tracker for facial recognition. You know, the whole thing's, like, pretty much already rigged. So they don't – it's not that much more work. So it's, it's not like they need to space much out. Um, so it's all going to come out at relatively the similar time and, um, and people will accept it because they want stimulus. So they want it loaded onto their government card. They want their, you know, and, and that's the funny thing. It's like the Mockingbird Media Watchmen comes out and one of the key things in Watchmen is resentment over quote redvertations. And we're supposed to be upset that people are upset about government stimulus and money going to people, um, you know. Like, we're supposed to side with the people who got the money. We're supposed to side with the government. The government is good now, even though Watchmen never actually meant to say that. You know, like, there's, 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 that's, that's a, a, a conspiracy I have with less proof that a lot of the media is directly designed to uh, control the people uh, in that regard. I mean, HBO is, is, is owned by one of the big five. But, um, the general point I have uh, is is something less um, proof required, less citation needed, and that is that they've already built the system, and all they need to do is put it in action. You know? Yep. Yeah. That's all right. Well said. Thank you, Thank you. Uh, Chris. Do you have anything before we wrap up? No, I'm good, man. Uh, once again, Jeremiah, I'd like to thank you for coming back on to the show and joining us. Uh, it was an excellent episode. I really appreciate it. I know all of us, we really appreciate it. Thank you once again. Thanks for having me. All right. Okay. And I will uh, I will link to all your stuff in the show notes. 
Um, if you want to find uh, all of his stuff, you can please just come on and check out the show notes. Uh, in, um, and uh, we'll have everything you need to uh, get a hold of uh, Jeremiah's content. Uh, in closing, I would like to do a special shout-out to our international listeners from France, Australia, Spain, the U.K., Romania, Belgium, Brazil, Greece, Holland, Sweden, Finland, Canada, Poland, Germany, India, Russia, Portugal, Croatia, Puerto Rico, and Argentina. And of course, last but certainly not least, is my friend Paul B. from B-Town, who literally sent me a message not too long ago that says, I don't vote because democracy is for communists. Paul, I appreciate you. <laughs> thank you very much, and thank you for your listenership. Um, and uh, we will catch you guys this coming Wednesday. Thank you very much, everybody. Bye. Peace. Bye.